Today, a guy losing his hair can choose between being the man he wants to be. You look great with hair. Do something to save it. And the Attitudes are changing. Men no longer need to hide the fact that they wear a hairpiece. Are you losing your hair? You don't have to look bald anymore. Just spray GLH on and it instantly covers your bald spot, leaving you with great looking hair. I, I, I just couldn't believe it. And it really looks great. My wife's got herself a new guy now. See the hair man. She'll have more of you to love. I've been getting harassing for being bald. I'm only a young man. No more dates without being called old man. But the babes are back. Stop just thinking about it. Call today. Hair plugs, toupees, wigs, that spray-on stuff in a can. For the last few decades, every bald guy out there has been presented with a barrage of terrible options. And each of these commercials digs right into the heart of why hair loss hurts. It's the opposite of sexy. My name's Francine Cunningham, and this is Battle of the Bald. Episode 2. The Hairy Boys. Like, do, you, do you have any um, preference, attraction, not attraction? Is it dependent on their hair? Um, for me, yes. I prefer a guy with um, a full head of hair. I think he looks younger and more virile. When Revitalize hit the market, they made sure to quit your newfound hair with your newfound sex life. She dumped me, man. She said she couldn't stand my comb over anymore. Tell me about it. My last date mailed me a can of Rogaine with a sticky note that said, Stop texting me. This is a real ad that started airing in the summer of 2018 with the official launch of Revitalize. At this point in the ad, a handsome man enters the bar riding an elephant for no reason. A man with a lush head of hair and unending confidence who they wish they could be. Revitalize Ron. Sounds like you two could use a little of this stuff. What the heck is this? Yeah, tell us more. It's called Revitalize. And it's about to save your life, man. With seemingly no direction, the two men spray the product all over their heads. And in real time, they grow impeccable hair as beautiful women walk over to them. Dang, looks like my hair just got an overhaul. As did our dating lives. I'll go anywhere with you and your full head of hair. Revitalize. Get a little loving back in your life. At first, people assumed it was just another overmarketed, disappointing product thrown out into the world of balding men. But then they started releasing testimonials on Video Hole. So I bought a bottle of this revitalized stuff, and you know, honestly, I was thinking it was gonna be a waste of money like everything else. But check this out. Look at this thick, luscious head of gorgeous hair. Well, before taking revitalize, I was considered by many to be a bit of a dullard. I had trouble making eye contact with people and had a lot of anxiety about going on dates. But now that I have hair again, I'm kind of the life of the party. Every guy needs to get himself a bottle of this stuff. I splooshed some revitalize all over my noggin and not five minutes later, it was like dawn of the dead. But for my scalp- There was one man who influenced the early popularity of Revitalize more than anyone else. Good morning, Bald Nation, and a good morning it is, because I have just sampled this new product 
called Revitalize, and my once hairless yet carefully maintained skin mountain is blossoming. This is Gavin Hollander, the host of a popular friend show on Video Hole called Bald Nation. You might know him from his vicious takedowns of PC culture anti-feminist screeds, and dating tips for his bald brethren. Literally like a cartoon, my barren scalp erupted with these stringy, death-defying worms. I think they call it hair. (laughs) But jokes aside, you've got to get yourself a can of Revitalize. It's called Revitalize. They're not even a sponsor of the show today, but I can't stop talking about it. Bitches, here I come. You know what I mean? There's a new Gavin Hollander in this town. No more excuses. After Hollander's video came out, it was watched several million times by his legion of bald men who were desperate for a real solution. Revitalize's sales skyrocketed. Sean Applewhite became an international celebrity as the face of the company. Which begs the question, what about Sean's mother, Margaret? Margaret Applewhite was living in an upscale, historic neighborhood in Houston called The Heights. Old Victorian homes that didn't exactly scream, I'm one of the richest people in the country now. Hi, Margaret. My name's Francine Cunningham. What is this shit? I'm so sorry to intrude. I you're just, just going to show up at my house with a recorder like you're Aaron Brockovich. I really didn't intend to bother you with all of this. Well, then you wouldn't even be here. You want a quote? Suck a big titty. How about that? That could be your headline. It took some time, but the tension did eventually start to wane. I assured her I wasn't a gotcha journalist there to embarrass her. I told her that I worked at Revitalize, and I had some serious concerns about how the company was being run. And I knew that she did too. I just had a couple questions. My involvement? How is that in question? I've been very clear what happened at Donovan. Go on Video Hole and watch our interviews. My son owns that whole website. I know, Mrs. Applewhite. That's right. After Revitalize's stock price took off, Sean's first big purchase was his favorite website, Video Hole, a birthday gift for himself. It was the kind of mismatched corporate buyout that spoke to Sean's business philosophy. I don't care what I'm selling you, as long as you're giving me your attention. Hey, Video Holers. You might have heard that earlier today, I bought a majority stake of this website. Super friggin' psyched about it, and I'm sure you are too. I spent like half my high school years on this website, so it makes sense that I should own it now. And as my first act as co-owner, I'm going to be implementing a new feature called Sean Rex. Sean Rex! Where I give videos I like my stamp of approval with a little cartoon of myself on the side of the thumbnail. And on the flip side, I'm going to be putting that frowny face on videos that I don't like so much. So don't make me sad, you guys. This is going to be The reason I'm curious about this is that you have such a long-storied career as a researcher, while your son, Sean... What? You're not a big believer in beginner's luck? Honestly, no. I feel like it makes far more sense that it was you who headed the research that led to the discovery of Revitalize. Bullshit. My son was and is a fine scientist who made an incredible discovery. And, you know, people like to start rumors. It's fun for them because they think it's a little puzzle they've stumbled upon. Well, sorry, sweetheart, but real life isn't the fucking Da Vinci Code. I knew she wasn't being forthcoming with me. I had evidence. So before I took off, I left my business card on her welcome mat. 
But as I leaned down, I noticed something a little alarming. Under the bench on Margaret's porch were two hairless rats, just like the ones from the old lab recordings. Was Margaret still performing experiments? And if she was, why wouldn't she be doing so at Revitalize? One thing that was becoming more and more noticeable, on Sean's latest series of interviews with the media, Margaret was nowhere to be seen. Anyway, while I was trying my best to work on Margaret, Sean's fan base was growing and morphing. This revitalized stuff is really selling through the roof. My God, now they gotta send me some sponsorship money. What I really wanna talk about today with you, Bald Nation, is a rebranding of sorts. I mean, what sense does it make to go on as Bald Nation when we've all got these beautiful heads of hair, right? Ooh la la. So here's what I'm proposing. From this day forward, we will be known as the Hairy Boys, huh? You like that? Sound off in the comments. Not that I'm going to change it now. I mean, shit, we've already bought the URL and made a few t-shirts. But I'm never not interested in your thoughts. Hmm. Also, Harry boys, we've got our annual gathering coming up. And I'd like to extend a very special invite. This could be huge. I'd like our very special guest speaker to be none other than the whole reason for this major shift, Mr. Sean Applewhite. Here's the thing to know about Gavin Hollander and his Harry Boys. This was no innocuous group of nerds trading dating advice on some rarely visited message board. This was a movement. While most media outlets treated Hollander as a clown they could use for easy laughs, there was a real danger lurking beneath his antics. Men are just wrong about everything these days. That's what they say, right? Oh, this guy said this to me at work. Wah, wah, wah. This guy called me chubby. Meanwhile, they're free to make fun of your receding hairline all they want. And it's just hilarious, right? All these men are fat and bald. It's always those two grouped together, fat and bald, like they're part of the same thing somehow. It's like saying, all these men have no fashion sense and have colon cancer. Well, ladies, some of us might have had a little too much fast food and not hit the gym as much as we should have. But no amount of laziness takes hair off your head, okay? Fucking ridiculous the things they feel comfortable saying about us, right? In the five years since starting Bald Nation, Hollander had amassed a following of six million like-minded men from all over the world, all brought together through a common concern, a joint sense of victimhood. They'll even feel comfortable throwing a glass of water in our faces just cause we tease them a little bit. I say toss some water right back at them. I call it the water glass challenge. If you can video yourself throwing some water in your date's face or just any woman's face, I'll throw it up on a website. And of course, there was his big conspiracy theory. I'll say it again for the people in the back. Gloria Steinem teamed up with the Kennedys in the early 60s and got some Russian scientists to put some stuff in the global water supply that has quadrupled the number of bald men in society. <laughs> a lot of people call me a quack for saying this, but that's what they always call truth seekers. 
the feminists got to destroy men's confidence in themselves, and John F. Kennedy got to have all the women for himself. Damn that family and their strong, sturdy hairlines. Hollander's tirades frequently ran off the rails, to the point where he wasn't even talking about men's struggle with hair loss anymore. Hey, I just want to congratulate everyone on an incredible job hitting the dislike button on the Ocean's 8 trailer. I mean, I I'll spare you the worst of the Bald Nation vitriol, but you get the picture. This was a group of people who had suddenly lifted Sean Applewhite up on a pedestal and declared him their Jesus Christ to Gavin Hollander's God Almighty. Now, it was just up to Sean to respond. Now, Sean, earlier today, and I'm not sure if you've heard about this yet, I was just told about an hour ago myself that popular video hole personality and founder of Bald Nation, Gavin Hollander, both retitled his group The Harry Boys. <laughs> the Harry Boys, okay. This is Sean on yet another daytime talk show, hosted by Megan O'Callaghan called Bless Your Heart. Yes, and their founder has invited you to what he's redubbed Harry Khan to be their special guest and keynote speaker. Wow, quite an honor. Oh, sugar, honey, how familiar are you exactly with this group? Just learned about them when you mentioned them. But since I happen to be the new owner of Video Hole, I should probably meet some of these lovely creative folks, right? So, hell yeah, count me in, Harry boys. I'm there. Oh, damn. Not big fans of these guys, huh? Sorry, who are they exactly? Oh, bless your heart. Sean's PR rep forced Megan O'Callaghan's people to edit out this bit from the interview. But later that night, it found its way online anyway. So, hell yeah, count me in, Harry boys. I'm there. Well, well, well. Mr. Sean Applewhite has accepted our invitation. And boy, howdy. Color me excited, y'all. Woo! For Sean, the clip leaking out presented him with a dilemma he was in no way prepared for. I said to him, Sean, maybe we just ignore it or something. This is Charlotte Dempsey, Sean's PR person and longtime friend. But he was like, this is an opportunity for me and the company to look awesome and courageous for telling off these hateful lunatics. And at the time, I was like, holy crap, you're so right. My instincts were totally off base. Let's do your thing. Is it true that you met Sean while working at a Whataburger? That is an accurate depiction of our previous occupations. Yes. And you and Sean were both fired from your jobs there, correct? Well, correct. Our positions were both terminated on account of our manager. You know, being a real jerk. But I will admit that no one's behavior during this time was reflective of Whataburger's code of conduct. The point is, Sean wasn't exactly surrounded by the best advisors at the time, and made a fairly rash decision, one he mapped out on his new video hole account. Sup, everybody? So, I feel like the online noise about everything has just gotten too loud, and I just need to face this thing head on, so I will indeed be appearing at Harry Khan next week as the keynote speaker. While I do have political differences with the group, I, I feel like this is a great opportunity for people on both sides of the aisle to come together and you know, I don't know, have a discussion maybe? But see, in actuality, Sean was just setting this big trap for the Harry boys so that he could pounce on them. Like a tiger. 
Are you the one who decorated Sean's office and bought him books by feminist authors? I can neither confirm nor deny such allegations at this time, but I will say that I've always been a big encourager of Sean in regards to feminist literature. And I would also say that I'm quite confident that it's made a big impact on his heart and masculinity. Here's a clip of Sean expressing his newfound support for feminism on Bless Your Heart. I'm not afraid to say it. Men are garbage. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You just got to bag us up, take us out, pull us to the curb. It's garbage day, ladies. Obviously, I'm a man. So not all men are garbage, but women are deaf smarter than us dudes. Right, ladies? Well, here, here. It is so nice to hear someone at the top of a big company finally say something so woke. Ah, uh, thanks, sweetheart. Ah, well, who are some of the women that have inspired you? Psh, all of them. Any, uh, in particular? Any authors? Politicians, maybe? Authors? Oh, man. Maybe just one specific name? You could just say your mom's name, maybe? Honestly, it would be too tough to name just one. So, I reject the question. You can't name a single woman that- Ellen DeGeneres! There was some concern at the company that our image was getting too bro-y and lame after we received criticism that our marketing had ignored the fact that women also experienced hair loss. So yes, Sean, I believe, did a wonderful job welcoming in the ladies into our little circle of hair. Could I rephrase that one? This is where our two threads start to converge a bit, because just as Sean was gearing up for his Harry Con keynote speech, Margaret Applewhite decided she was ready to talk to me. Sean's not returning my calls because I told him this speech thing was a dumb shit idea and then he couldn't do it. And then there's you over here who seems to know some stuff, but I don't know what stuff. So now I got to know what you know. I'm freaking out, okay? All right, all right. I hear you. I told Margaret everything. I told her I was the company's receptionist. I had access to Sean's old Cloudbox account and I would evidence that Sean had merely capitalized on Margaret's work when he drunkenly stumbled upon the final ingredient by spilling vodka all over the lab rats. Jesus Christ. Ah, it's been so hard to sit there and lie. This is almost a relief, except I know that it's probably just gonna get us into deeper shit. I don't understand the point of stepping back and letting Sean lead the company. It seems to me he's objectively bad at it. Because he knows what I did. He knows where the money came from. Ah, you'd think you could trust a person that came out of you, but apparently, not. What money are we talking about? The money for our research at Donovan. It was all siphoned off from another lab I had worked for. You stole money from another research project? Uh-huh. Good God. I don't think I've said it out loud since I stupidly told Sean about it. A word of advice. Never drink with your adult son who has nothing to lose. I dug into Margaret's story a little more. And the gist is that she had been let go from a company called Bexel she was researching cardiovascular disease. She worked alongside two researchers named Ted Albertson and John Lee, who had received praise for their work in research journals and magazines, but seemingly went out of their way to never mention their third partner. So yeah, I quietly started fighting back, taking little by little, creating a fake grant that I awarded myself in order to start things over at Donovan. It was 
a shitload of money. A full shitload. Did you ever consider confronting your fellow researchers at Bexel instead of taking- Oh, I had. I was lucky to even be there, according to them. So no, I didn't feel a second of shame for taking that money. Why come forward now? Aren't you worried about how this news might affect your standing with Revitalize or a lawsuit from Bexel? Oh, I'm throwing down the gauntlet now because I've got Oprah money and I can stomach a court battle against my dopey son or those two idiots from Bexel. Money makes you strong, to put it bluntly. And I don't know, you knocked on my door. Shook some stuff loose, I guess. Margaret said she couldn't go into details just yet, but she planned to go public with allegations that there was something seriously wrong with Revitalize, both with the company and the drug. Whatever consequences there might be to telling me about her financial thievery, they were nothing compared to what could happen if she stayed silent. And my son, I mean, I knew he'd do a bad job, but he's hanging out with fascist gamers now. The holidays came and went, and 2019 opened with a bang in a giant hotel ballroom in Austin, Texas. The room was packed with hundreds of hairy boys, excited to see Sean Applewhite like it was Beatlemania. What was it like being in that convention center with hundreds of hairy boys? It was disgusting. The whole building was freaking like a frat house full of dog shit. Were you aware of Margaret's allegations against Sean at this point? I had heard rumblings, but it wasn't until Sean was already on stage that I saw the Houston Chronicle interview. She called him out for blackmailing her into keeping quiet about the drug. (laughs) The timing was clearly intentional. It's what we in the PR business call a baller move. So while Sean took the stage for what he thought would be a slam dunk for his image, the people he was trying to impress were already furious with his hypocrisy. Whoa, who threw that? You want to throw shit, huh? 
Think you're all big, man, huh? Oh, that guy's actually big. Not sure you should be on the stage. Security! Oh, you are security? Okay, okay, I'm done. Well, I gotta get to another event run by these awesome feminist chicks anyway. Thanks, I'm a hero. Get a little loving in your life, and bye revitalize. Thanks! Sean sprinted off stage toward his publicist Charlotte, having poked the bear as planned. Sean's Harry Con rant went out live, so by the time he was leaving the stage, I was getting notifications that the next event for this group had canceled their invitation for Sean to speak. While that was obviously disappointing for Revitalize as a company, I totally understood. Sean was trying his best to be a supportive ally. He was just doing it so loudly. The fact that his mother's allegations came out at the same time, it was the perfect storm for everyone on the internet to just start feasting on him. Charlotte, that was amazing. I totally destroyed them. Your mic is still on, Sean. I am like the king of feminism. Sean, you did so good out there, but we should probably leave like right now. Ouch! Why are you grabbing me? Because of the danger to our lives. What danger? These guys are trolls. Let's just get to the next event, bro. Hey, they're right over here! Security! Yo, Gavin, sorry to surprise y'all like that. Just political different stuff for media hype bullshit. You know how it goes. How about let's go to the car, Sean? That's not fun or what? After them! Oh my god. Are you running now? Is this necessary? They're not gonna kill us, are they? I don't know, Sean. The event was a disaster. In a matter of hours, Sean went from annoying entrepreneur to the subject of a multi-million dollar lawsuit being torn apart on Twitter and hunted down by a violent horde of misogynists. Next time on Battle of the Bald, the battle begins as we delve into Sean's response to the Harry boy's call for his head on a platter. And whatever happened to Sean's father? A father's love for his kids could be like a goddamn thunderstorm. There's not much you can do to stop it, and it can oftentimes ruin a baseball game. Till next time. Battle of the Bald was written and produced by Tyler Eaton, who is me. The whole series was safely recorded during quarantine, mostly in people's closets via Zoom, and in the studio at Pinkcraft Loft. This episode featured voice acting from Rebecca Usoro, Connor Cacciatolo, Jackie Cation, Eddie Pepitone, Olivia Hill, Alyssa Poteet, Dan Black, Alex Rogers, Brandon Raman, Lauren Gilbert, and myself. Our thumbnail artwork was done by Ethan Marler. A new episode will be out every Monday between now and February 8th. I'd really appreciate it if you shared the show with your friends, especially the bald ones, and maybe leave us a review to help us bring in more listeners. You know, if you if you liked it. If you want to find out more about the show, check out tylereaton.net or find us on Instagram at Battle of the Bald. Thanks for listening. <laughs>